Good evening, everyone. Tonight on part four of Dealing with Uncertainty, we're going to be talking about practice being still. Did you know that medical science says that feelings of uncertainty can result in the prefrontal cortex in your brain shutting down, impairing your ability to solve problems? That's why it's important to fix your mind on what matters by centering your heart on God's truths. The dictionary defines stillness as the absence of movement and sound. So tonight, in closing out this series, we are going to give you practical steps on how to practice being still during uncertain times. So stay tuned for Thursday's evening message. Coming up next. Welcome, 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 everybody, and thank you for stopping by to Thursday's evening message. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, because God is good. Hallelujah. So, hope all is well with uh, you and your household. Pray that you guys are having a blessed week so far. I know that I am. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. So um, <clears throat> before we dive into the message tonight, as always, do me a favor, please. Hit the follow and subscribe button on Facebook and or YouTube. We also have a weekly podcast, in case you didn't know. Uh, right now, we're on many different platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. So if you're listening to this um, on our podcast, we invite you to click the follow button. Hallelujah. What we want you to do is to become a regular part of our community here at The Good News by Cynthia Green. And please share the good news of Jesus Christ with your extended community as well. Together, let's continue to spread the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, guys, so we've been talking about for the last several weeks, dealing with uncertainty. And we're going to close out this series tonight with part four. Now, we're going to be very, um, we're not going to be long tonight at all. So, you know, stay tuned. I pray that God, um, the Holy Spirit keeps your ears, your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes open so that you will be able to be blessed um, by tonight's message as well as um, the entire series. And, and, I, and, and my prayer um, is that during uncertain times, and as you guys know, it's just a part of life, trouble's going to show up. You know, uncertain times, it's just a part of living. So um, if you're not... If you're not in that season now, it'll come back around. I'm sure you were in that season in the past. And so what I wanted to do with this series is just to provide some tools that will help you as a Christian 
know what to do during those uncertain times and not to give in to fear. Hallelujah. Praise God. So tonight on part four, we're going to close out with practicing being still. So um, we're going to be very brief, as I said. Tonight, I'm going to focus on giving you some practical steps on how to, be, how to practice being still during those troubling times, during those uncertain times. So real quickly, just to recap, uh, part one of dealing with uncertainty, we talked about acknowledging your own self-limitations. Step two, lay down your own expectations. And then part three or step three, we talked about having to pick up the word of God, the Bible. So tonight we're going to talk about being still. And that's so important because as you guys know, when troubling times, no matter how big, no how, it can be something even small, maybe you know, a schedule change on your job. You've gotten used to a certain schedule and, and your life's built around that schedule. And then all of a sudden you've been advised that you have a shift change. You know, something even as, as small as that can somewhat send your emotions into a little bit of anxiety because now you're thinking about how you got to rearrange your life around this new schedule. Um, so no matter how small, we need to, I want to um, give you some practical steps on how to be still because anxiety, panic, fear, all these different types of emotions will come up um, during those uncertain times. That's just a part of being human. Hallelujah. All right. So let's dive in. Um, let's see, where do we want to start here? Exodus, the 14th chapter and the 14th verse tells us that the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And, you know, I think when we read scriptures like that, sometimes I don't think that we really take those scriptures to heart because, you know, you know, you heard sayings and these are not scripture sayings that I'm quoting right now, but you've heard the saying. God helps those who help themselves. That's not biblical. That's outside of the word of God. It's, it sounds logical, but here the scripture says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Now, I, I do want to interject here. It doesn't mean that you don't continue to follow through uh, with your life. It doesn't mean you just have to... You know, um, for instance, let's say you got laid off from your job and you need to find another job. It doesn't mean to, okay, I'm going to sit in my house, in my pajamas, sit on the couch in front of the TV. The Lord know I need a job, so I'm just going to wait for him to send me the job. That's not what this scripture is saying. What this scripture is, 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 is referring to <clears throat> is how to deal with your emotions, um, that inner spirit, man, of not going into panic mode, not, not creating, um, giving into the anxieties that may come along with losing one's job. Be, to go into a quiet place of stillness 
so that you can hear the speaking, uh, hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to you. You have to be in a spiritual place of stillness so that the Holy Spirit can speak to you and direct your path and he will tell you where to go. And then once you receive instructions from him, then you follow those instructions. Action goes into play. So I, I hope, you know, that makes sense. So um, help those who help themselves. But let's put it this way. You want to help yourself? Be still so that you can hear from the Holy Spirit and receive instructions. And then you go and, you, and action goes into play when you obey what the Holy Spirit has guided you or led you to do. Amen? Hallelujah. So we've been talking about uh, through this series about the children of Israel, Moses, Joshua, uh, after they were delivered uh, from slavery and they're, they're in the wilderness. So just after they escaped from Egypt, Moses encouraged the Israelites with those words, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Now, I believe Moses understood that our natural reaction in moments of uncertainty is to restless, restlessly bounce between anxiety, despair, fear, panic. Emotions can be all over the place during times of uncertainty. Now, listen to this. Medical science says that feelings of uncertainty can result in the prefrontal cortex in your brain shutting down, impairing your ability to solve problems, to be able to pay attention and stay flexible. So scientifically, um, those, those, uh, that feeling of uncertainty, those panic emotions, can actually shut down our ability to think clearly. I know you've also heard the saying, don't make rash decisions when you're upset. This is why, because our, 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 our ability to make good choices and wise decisions or even solve problems are impaired. Uh, we, uh, as a result of what's going on in our brain when we're upset, when we are um, have anxiety, okay? This will increase your chance of engaging in irrational behavior, and it makes you more prone to more anxiety, depression, and even stress. So it's not a good time to make decisions. Hallelujah. That's why it's important to fix your mind on, on what matters by centering your heart on God's truth. The dictionary defines stillness as the absence of movement and sound. Stillness is a discipline that takes continual and conscious practice. But the act of stillness sharpens our senses, 
and it makes us more aware of God's presence in our present circumstance. Hmm. So here's my question for you. How do you practice stillness or being still during times of uncertainty? One practical way is by walking through the three action steps that we have discussed in this series. Now, me personally, and I've had to grow into this because, trust me, by nature, I'm one of those persons when trouble comes up, man, you know, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling anxiety, but yet it pushes me. Okay, I got to solve this right now. I got to solve it right now. And I go into, I used to go into making quick, rational, what I thought were logical decisions to combat um, that trouble. That, that's my natural nature. Thank God. Hallelujah. Because trust me when I tell you, boy, have I made some awful decisions doing that. Um, rushing into decisions and, 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 and making decisions based on my emotions that stem from my emotions. And it, it brought nothing but more trouble. Thanks to be to God that I have grown, that I've grown spiritually. Praise God for that. Um, uh, you know, I love now practicing stillness. It's very calming. It's very peaceful. In fact, the first sign of any kind of uncertainty or, or trouble pops up in my life, regardless of how big or small, I, 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 I get a jump because you can kind of feel that little bit of emotion stirring up on you, you know, at, at, right at the onset. I immediately find a quiet place and practice stillness. Very peaceful, very calming. I don't want to give that emotion too much time to stir up until it's boiling over. Don't have time to give, don't, don't wait and give it uh, uh, full attention. I literally feel the presence of God when I'm still and I clearly, clearly hear him speaking to me. So before I share the practical three action steps of practicing stillness, I wanna share with you that it is also necessary to create an atmosphere of stillness. So number one, to create an atmosphere, like I said, find a quiet place, no sound, no movement, quiet place. Two, in that quiet place, close your eyes and breathe. Just simply breathe. I, I, I'm not really thinking about anything. Um, my eyes are closed and I inhale, exhale very slowly. This will slow down your heart rate. The heart rate that rose up at the inkling 
at the sign of that anxiety coming on. Slow down your heart rate. And then number three for creating that atmosphere, and this is, this is optional. Perhaps repeat a mantra that uh, speaks to you or helps you. For me, I say these words. You, Lord, are my quiet place of retreat. And I give total allegiance to your definitions of life. You, Lord, are my quiet place of retreat. And I give total allegiance to your definitions of life. Hallelujah. So when I practice those three things, I'm creating the atmosphere of stillness. And so once that heart rate has slowed down and I'm at peace, what's happened now is that atmosphere has created peace for me. And that anxiety, fear, all of that has dissipated. So now you're ready for the three action steps so that when you leave that quiet place, you continue to still rest. So step, action step number one, just like part one of our series, acknowledge your self-limitation. So while you're in that quiet place, that stillness, you're going to spend a couple of minutes paying attention to what you're feeling. And then name those emotions. Lord, I just got laid off from my job. It's scary. I fear, I, I feel frightful. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Put a name on it. And then give yourself to permission to feel okay. When you put a name on what that emotion is that's going on, it's okay. Give yourself permission at that point to, that it's okay to feel that emotion. It's human. Because I think sometimes, you know, we, we always hear all the time, you know, as Christians, don't give in to fear. Um, um, uh, we... Um, you know, fear comes from the enemy. And that is true. But it's also a human emotion. And so don't beat yourself up about feeling fear or even anxiety. Doing that, that, that um, time of stillness, give yourself permission. It's okay. You put a name on it. I'm afraid. Give yourself permission for a few minutes that you don't feel okay. This process, when you do that, it helps break the cycle of intrusive and anxious thoughts, and it helps your brain start to think through new ways to handle your uncertain situation. Hallelujah. 
Action step two, lay down your expectations. What's currently causing you to feel anxious or afraid? So following with the example, you know, I got laid off from my job. So you know that that's what's causing you to feel anxious or afraid. So what I want you to do with that is I want you to visualize putting that concern into a box. Lord, I've been laid off from my job. I'm going to put that into a box. It's making me feel anxious and it's making me feel insecure. It's, it, I'm afraid. Put that emotion into a box. And then what I want you to do is I want you to hand it over to God. Ask him to replace your worries with reminders of his promises. Lord, help me to remember your word. Help me, Lord, to remember your promises. I give my cares over to you. Here, here they are. Now, you may have to repeat this process several times before you're ready to move on. Don't move on to step three until you've had the ability to be able to effectively turn that concern over to God and have a peace about it. Wait for that peace to overcome you. God's going, you're asking God to help him, help you to remember his promises. Okay? Now, when you have a piece about that, go on to step three, uh, uh, action three. Pick up God's word. Literally pick up the word of God. Spend at least five minutes pouring over God's promises. I gave you a lot of scripture in part one and uh, part two and three, maybe even in part one, um, dealing uh, with that gives you scriptures of God's promises. So uh, if you don't know any or you having trouble finding any, go back and write down those scriptures, those verses from part one, two, and three, and, and, and put them somewhere. Put them somewhere that you can quickly make note of them, where you can quickly pick it up and, and, and spend at least five minutes pouring over God's promises. Imagine putting those promises on like clothing, like you're, like you're dressing yourself. And you're going to ask God to show you which ones he wants you to focus on that day. Which one of these or how many of these should I be focusing on today? I'm going to put those on today like clothing and throughout the day. And if it happens where you need it the next day, do, it, do these steps again the next day. Or anytime later on, if you feel that anxiety coming up, go back. Start this uh, practice of stillness all over again, as long as you need it, every single time until you're at, at complete peace, resting and hearing from the Holy Spirit and letting God 
fight your battle for you. Hallelujah. Now, some days it may seem like God has a lot to say. And then other days it may feel like God is quiet. I've experienced that where, you know, I've, um, in that, in that time of stillness, I'm waiting for him to, to give me a what to do. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to give me some resolution to, uh, or some direction as to what I should do. And sometimes I hear crickets, nothing. What do you do when that happens? You rest and you wait. And you, be, and you practice peace. You still rely on the promises and just know, rest assured that when the time is right, when he's ready, whatever he's doing, he's going to give you direction. Here's the key though. Don't grow restless like the children of Israel did. And they, when Moses delayed coming down and they took matters in their own hands, don't grow impatient because you, the Spirit isn't speaking directions to you and then take matters into your own, hand, own, own hands. Continue to practice that stillness and trust and reliance. That's why my mantra, included in my mantra, is that um, I give total allegiance to your definitions of life, not mine. I don't know nothing about life. Mm -mm. You don't know nothing about living. Not the right way. But he does. His definitions of life. I submit my will to your will. Thy will be done in my life. Hallelujah. So just know that when you don't hear right away anything from the, the Holy Spirit, that this is normal and it's a natural variation in any healthy relationship. Sometimes it's just not a lot of talking. Hallelujah. So we're going to close out here. Remember that whatever you face in the days, the weeks, and the months ahead, that nothing that you experience, while it is uncertain to you, or it may be uncertain to you, it's not uncertain to God. He was at work in your past. He's here in your present. And guess what? He also holds your future. So hold fast to his promises and trust that he is a good God and he has your back during your journey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. I love you so much. And um, yeah, share this message with some, someone else. Share this on your page or in your community. Jesus Christ is our source for every 
thing that we need. All we have to do is submit to his will. Father God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we love you so much because you first loved us. You knew that our natural states were doomed to damnation. And because you love us, after the fall of man, you had another plan for us. Jesus Christ, the gift, the sacrificial gift of Jesus Christ so that his blood could bring us back into right relationship with you. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for your grace and for your mercy. We submit to your will, not our will. Your plans, not our plans. We acknowledge that you are never uncertain about our situations. Praise the name of the Lord. And Father, to any believers, unbelievers, we pray that their spiritual eyes be open so that, and their spiritual ears be open so that they can hear and see the truth of Jesus Christ so that they might be saved from their natural damned state. We thank you for giving us the love for all people, Lord. We thank you for the fruit and the gift, just like Jesus, of not being judgmental and loving all people just as you loved us. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you guys tonight. This has been, this series has been such a, I've enjoyed um, studying this series and then sharing it with you. Um, it has, it, it has even given me a little, it's added to my spiritual uh, growth as well. And so I pray that it's done the same for you guys. Again, I love you so much. And you guys have a good evening. Enjoy your family. Have a good weekend. And guess what? We'll be back next Thursday evening. If it's the Lord's will. We'll see you then. Good night.